Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and we have Helen Royston all the way from the UK. You're going to just love listening to her. I love accents, and Helen is just a pleasure to listen to. She is CEO of Beyond the Book Education and creator of the Picture Book Explorers. She offers downloadable educational resources for all families interested in extending their children's learning journey beyond the confines of the UK national curriculum, all the way to here in the United States. Helen Home educated with a very eclectic style. Influences from Maria Montessori, Charlotte Mason, Steiner, as well as being very child-led in her outlook. She has already been home educating her children for 20 years when she started putting together her resources packs. In this episode, we talk about how you just need to be flexible. Also, if the approach you're using isn't working, just change it. Lastly, remembering that any curriculum you use should be viewed as a guide, not your master. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Helen has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Helen, say hello to our guests and tell us what's one thing you think most people don't know about homeschooling, either United States or England. Hello, and thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here um, and to speak to you so far away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Technology, how awesome is that? <laughs> I know, it's great. It's great. Uh, so one of the misconceptions that I think uh, most people don't know about home education is that you don't have to replicate school at home. You don't have to do the same number of hours as a school does and here in England we don't have to follow a school curriculum or even any curriculum at all if we don't want to. First off I can listen to your accent all day. (laughs) It's just so awesome oh my gosh I wish I had an accent well probably to you I do. (laughs) Yeah you do yeah yeah you do. (laughs) That's so funny oh my gosh. Uh, That's really an interesting fact you know um Interestingly enough, how different schooling is from country to country, right? Like you in England, you don't have to have any of that. And here, you know, few states, they do require that. So that's, you know, that's really interesting. I think that's really, really cool. So let's talk about you. You have a pretty dynamic thing going on there beyond the books and, you know, passport education. Like let's, let's talk about some things that you're doing. Like let's, Bring it together. Tell us more about you and what you have going on with all of your programs in your curriculum. Well, it's um, okay. So Beyond the Book Education is kind of the name of my little business. And um, in there, I create different downloadable resources. Um, My main ones being Pitch Book Explorers. And I also create book unit study packs as well. Um, pitch book explorers they're what I love they're what I love and they're what I use them with my own children and they're 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 grown up now but they absolutely loved them and learned so much from doing them so they're kind of cross-curricular so it means you know we get uh, you get history and geography in there and literacy numeracy uh, some science some art 
um, and always recipes. There's always cooking. Um, wow. And the, the, it's each unit is based around a different picture book. Um, I do have one chapter book explorers pack, but I never got any further than the one. The, there are some in the pipeline, but I've not finished them yet. Um, and then the lap book packs that I do tend to be more thematic. So it's like, but again, I try to be as cross-curricular as possible and draw on lots of different strands um, to make them as interesting and as hands-on as they can be. Um, I think that's awesome because, you know, I am a full-fledged believer in thematic teaching. I really, really am. Mm -hmm. I love thematic teaching and pulling mm -hmm. in from so many different subjects because it really teaches the students a holistic view of the world, which truly that's really how the world works, right? We are not compartmentalized. Well, at least we shouldn't be. I mean, a lot of times it's, it's kind of hard not to compartmentalize some things, but when it comes down to learning, we, when we learn something in one spot, we should be able to apply that those skills somewhere else, you know what I mean? To benefit us and to, you know, just increase our, our, our knowledge base. Right. So I know for me as a teacher, I really try so hard to teach my students how to like apply what they're learning into everything that they do. So that's why I do thematic teaching. So that way it's like, oh, I'm going to teach you this thing, but now you have to do something completely different and apply the knowledge you just learned there and see how that works. So, so that's really cool. What inspired you to do that? Uh, I needed to uh, be able to earn some money while I was home educating. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'd, I've got three children and there's a massive age gap between my first and my second. And my first child was home educated very autonomously. So it was totally responding to his interests as and when. And then my younger two, they came along and the, that style of education was not working for them. It was mm. not working for them at all. That was not what they wanted. They made it really clear quite early on that they wanted some kind of structure and routine to the day. And I just kind of naturally was um, using read alouds, loads and loads of read alouds and trying to um, connect activities to those. Um, and we did a lot of nature walks and um, that kind of, you know, just going out there and getting out into the world and looking at things. And uh, I don't know, I, I used... Um, some different sort of curriculum bits from all over the place because obviously the internet and you suddenly you've got access to more ideas really yeah. um and so I kind of drew a lot of ideas from different places um but fine kind of fine-tuned it to what worked best for my children um and they really enjoyed that active style of learning so that we were making things and made it less seem like I'm I'm not exactly sitting teaching do you know what mm -hmm. I mean so it was yeah. more like I'm reading a story oh look this has come out of the story isn't this interesting and we'd talk about this while they were doing some kind of craft activity or art activity or 
science activity that was related somehow to the book that we just read where it felt more like a conversation rather nice. than a lesson that's really um, cool what were some of the what were some of the things that you pulled from like were there different teaching techniques teaching methods that you pulled from that you were able to like build an eclectic kind of compilation of work Yes, there was definitely. It started out um, when I first started home educating, the only things I could find out about were really kind of Montessori and Steiner. So there was like little bits of that going on in the background. And then I came across Charlotte Mason and realised that was quite actually, I was naturally drawn to that because that's naturally what we were doing quite a lot of anyway. Mm. Um, so it's kind of... a pulling a lot of different bits of those ideas together um, and picking out the bits that suited us really so it's not it's not purist none of yeah. my stuff is purist at all it's just yeah. very much a kind of this bit works and this bit works and this bit works and together it makes a, a really good whole nice so for the for the parents who are beginning in homeschooling mm -hmm. I remember you know coming into this arena and I heard so many different terminologies of like living books and all these different things I just remember thinking like are there dead books like I don't even understand I don't understand anything like I would be hearing like Waldorf and and um you know Montessori Charlotte Mason I was like oh my gosh I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about so would you be able to like just explain to our newbies who are coming brand new into this and are excited, scared, have no idea where to start. Like, what is Montessori? What is Charlotte Mason and Steiner? So Montessori, she was um, an Italian educator and she, her, she, I think originally it was children up to the age of six. Um, um, but I do know that there are Montessori schools that go older than that, definitely. Um, and that's very much, I loved it. My my little boy actually went to a Montessori nursery for a while and it was such a quiet and calm atmosphere and there's oh, everything's really organised, but the children have access to choosing the things that they want to work with. Um, and it's kind of like they've got their little set area. There was a lot of things for fine motor skills and life skills. And, you know, they poured their own drinks and buttered their own bread and that kind of thing. Very child-led, very much about letting them choose and supporting them with that, but trusting that they are going to learn from uh, the equipment that's there, really. So beautifully organised. <laughs> awesome. And what about Charlotte Mason and Steiner? All right, Steiner, that's um, comes from a German chap. And again, they're all quite old. Montessori, I think, was early 20th century, and Steiner also was early 20th century. It's a little bit different. It's a kind of they take a more holistic approach, and they have like main lesson books and and teaching children. Uh, there's a lot of art involved and main lesson plans and handicrafts. That's I think that's one thing they've got in common, kind of with Charlotte Mason, is the idea of handicrafts and skills. And, you know, Steiner will do things from the whole process, like you'll make your knitting needles you'll dye your wool, you'll spin your wool, you'll knit your wool kind of thing, you know? So it's that whole process. Uh, there's loads more to it. These are really brief overviews. Right, yeah, yeah, I yeah. recommend everybody to look into these things much more deeply than I can say now. Yeah, and Charlotte Mason? 
Charlotte Mason, she was a Victorian British educator. It just really, really appeals to me because it's all about reading these really great books and looking at music and art and spending loads of time outside and spending a lot of time looking at nature and short lessons so that it's, oh, it's just really lovely. It's really cool. So I can see why you would take those three and bring them together, focusing their education on what they like, and then, you know, bringing together more of a holistic view where it really allows them to flourish in holistic learning environments and moral growth and social consciousness. And then like then being able to like go outdoors and not have to be in the house is very much and you know base it more on reading and and I guess I know Charlotte Mason is the one with the living books (laughs) I just remember that (laughs) yeah I remember just like what's a living book well it's a book that you can pull out different um I think it was different moral stories or things that are going to apply to your life all of it is really child-led so I think that's just super Mm -hmm. cool and I am by no means an expert in any of them bits that I have taken from each of them bits I read I read about them I read the books about and everything but it's a long time ago yeah because my my youngest is 17 now yeah and it's so you know it's and that was all kind of early days when I was reading it um so So that's kind of the bits that I remember that stuck for me are the bits that I can tell you about. Yeah. So let's walk through, uh, walk me through a basic lesson of yours. Like if a parent, um, what grades do you, what grades do you focus on or what age levels do you focus on? Yeah. I was going to say, we don't do the grade level thing. Uh, I don't even do the school years in England. Everything's by school years. And I don't even really do that. The idea is that, um, you know, you can use it as a family. They're written for home educators rather than teachers because it's there's activities in each section. Some are for younger children and some are for older children, but some of them will kind of meet in the middle. Uh, We'll work with lots of with a wide age range, but each child will learn at their own ability level. So I don't really say I do sort of say the sort of five to tens to give a rough guideline yeah but I do know that people with children older than that have used them and people with children younger I've had them sort of tagging along as well so walk me through Oscar cat about town like what would that lesson look like for a family all right okay that's uh so Oscar cat about town is a book written by James Herriot who uh, I don't know if you've got all creatures great and small over there on TV. Okay, so it's it's a, it's a, a he was a vet in North Yorkshire in the thirties and forties, and he wrote James Herriot wrote all these books, and he wrote like adult versions, and they are all creatures great and small. It shouldn't happen to a vet, and it's been made into TV series. Um, but then they made picture book versions of the stories. So. Oscar Cat About Town, basically the picture book is a story of a lost cat that gets brought to him as a vet and how they look after it and he gets lost. He goes off wandering, so they try and find out where he's been going. Uh, And in there, it's just quite a typical Yorkshire village of that time period and possibly of now as well, actually. I don't think things have changed that much in some places. So they go and he sees a football match. He sees, you know, they, they look through everywhere. He's at the, a, a women's institute meeting in a village hall. They see him at a brass band practice. So all, so 
kind of it's not just one lesson it's like a week's lessons so i will look at there uh, because it's the book is set in north yorkshire that's where james harriet lived so learn about north yorkshire learn about what at the time period that he was writing in as well and look at different things so there's like the women's institute meeting they're doing a hat show so you make a hat maybe an easter bonnet if it's easter um it looks at weather it looks at some of the text in the story as well then oh yeah there's a definitely a bit where you learn about brass bands brass bands are great and then there's and there's bits about football because james herriot was um, a massive football fan and it's in the book so you even get to make your own bloody football table so you mean soccer oh, oh yeah yeah soccer <laughs> like yeah, we united states were like soccer <laughs> you say football everybody's gonna yeah. be thinking like whoosh, you know oh yeah no 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 yeah we just it's football over here but yeah soccer is what yeah you soccer oh that's really cool so you you hit a lot of different subjects you hit like oh, gosh, you hit yeah. science you hit yes. history you hit yeah. Um, it sounds like women's rights or something like that, or oh, women's... No, the wi women's Institute, <laughs> women's Institute, what's the that? WI. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't know how long they've been going women's Institute, but they've been around forever. And what is like, it? It's like local groups of women who get together and they do talks and they get together for book groups and guest speakers. Um, what do they talk about? Know they've had talks of people coming in how to make chocolate they've had people coming in uh, they do flower arranging and stuff like that but then they get people coming in and doing like local history talks oh. and all sorts of stuff yeah it's really good really good oh wow so it's just like a women's club yeah it's like a women's club yeah oh yeah. really cool so we don't have that out here so that's just strictly uh, in england possibly possibly yeah. it's a well-known institution um, yeah it's kind of had it was always regarded as something that old ladies did but then it's been revitalized recently and there's yeah. a lot of younger women um, that's really cool organizing things too yeah yeah that's really cool yeah uh, unfortunately sometimes when when um all women or all men come together it tends to be more political out here oh, you know I what see. i mean where they have like an agenda where yours doesn't uh, sound like that yours sounds like it's uh, a beautiful club where women just happen to come together and they just mm -hmm. are looking to you know learn more things so that's really nice to see i think that would probably be something really beautiful they go on day trips we have there's a book club uh oh, you know fun. and so when so when the speakers come very often it's open to guests and men come along as well I love that. that. See, that's yeah. what it really should be all about, right? It's just like appreciating each other and doing things together as a sisterhood versus like, you know, us against the world. It's kind of crazy. I don't, yeah. I really don't subscribe to it. So I love the fact that you're doing that and you bring that into your curriculum, which will teach us something brand new. Who knows? Maybe one, one maybe an American kid can be like, Hey, I want to do that. <laughs> I don't want the other thing. As we're wrapping up, where can okay. people connect with you and find all your, your resources? Uh, well, I do have a website, uh, that's, awesome. uh, pitch book explorers. I'm also on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Um, my pitch book explorer site is all in English money, but I'm also on teachers pay teachers, which is in dollars. That's so. cool. I'll put all your, I'll put all your links in the show notes oh, so people yeah. can oh, just I'm click and go. As well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What is one thing that you want parents to walk away with? Like one big takeaway you want them to walk away with from our conversation today? Uh, home education. It's just, I just, 
I've loved it. It's been great, but you really need to try and be flexible. And even though I write resources, I would say that if a resource isn't working for your family, then change it, you know, be flexible and just let whatever resources you're using be there to support you rather than thinking I've bought this therefore I must do it we must do it all we must do it all because you don't need to and even if you buy mine it's very much about choose the activities you want to do and then you've got the pack and you can go back and do more at another time that's awesome thank you so much Helen for coming in and just sharing you know literally just European (laughs) like just different, different techniques and, and teaching methods and educational standards and all that other stuff. It's, I actually learned something today myself. And I think this is um, fantastic. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. It's been really lovely. (laughs) If you love the conversations we're having here on the homeschool advantage podcast, Follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.